Welcome back to the 91st Minute. My name's Tom Hayes. I'm joined as always with Ryan Shop. Uh, it's now 2022. We took a week off. Um, but yeah, we're back in full force. How you going? How was your New Year's? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. No, didn't get up too much. Yeah. Yeah, barely. Same. Um, let's just say that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've, we've got a bit to cover. We're obviously probably not going to be able to go in depth as we like because there's a lot, uh, especially a lot of games, a lot of postpones as we uh, expected. Um, but yeah, we'll soon get straight back into the swing of things. So we'll kick things off as per uh, with the rundown. This fortnight on the rundown, on December the 22nd, Benjamin Mendy was charged with a seventh count of rape, alleged to have taken place in July of 2021. Uh, yes, uh, Benjamin Mendy already still uh, on remand, uh, waiting a trial date. <clears throat> That's uh, right. Uh, we've uh, been avoiding this topic, but and we're not going to go really in depth, of, but in depth with it. But um, yeah, it's just not getting any better for him. Um, surprised he's still classed as a Man City player. He's been banned by the club since it happened. Um, but yeah, it just keeps going from bad to worse for him. But yeah. Um, let's just keep it at that, I reckon. Yep. Uh, moving on. On the 1st of January, uh, Romelu Lukaku broke his silence <clears throat> on his transfer to Chelsea last year with some quite controversial statements. Yeah. Um, angering a lot of Chelsea fans um, and the club, and myself included. Yeah. Um, I remember you messaging me. I think it actually was New Year's Eve. Like the first statement coming out, news day, everything coming out, um, which I'm going to find um, and read some of them out. But yeah, it was um, very odd when you don't really see it happening regardless. No. And especially when you think a player's, you know, welcomed back to his boyhood club, you wouldn't really expect um, words of such like this. Um, but I'm just going to find a lot of them. Uh, he had an interview with Sky Sports. Um, when it would have been just before New Year's, I'd say, um, we said pretty much just let all loose. There's a fair bit. Um, let's just start from the top. Um, so he obviously said that he, well, along the lines that he wasn't happy with the situation he was currently in, which I found as a surprise as a lot of people did. Um, he mentioned that him and Thomas Tuchel are trying to find a tactical system where, you know, they're helping each other essentially. Um, and he's gone from, you know, winning with Inter. I don't know if he expected to be top with Chelsea, but he said, like, the Premier League table's not where he wanted them to be, which is always, you, mm. you know, you want to be at the top. Um, but, yeah, um, you don't really see players, you know, morbidly frustrated about that constantly. Complaining, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's he went on to say that he's constantly thinking about Milan or Inter Milan, I should say. Um, how their fans are the best in the world, how he loves the city, blah, blah, blah. Inter's always in his heart. Um, and then, yeah, so he also mentioned how he turned down a bid, well, not a bid, an offer from Man City uh, at the start of 2020, or the summer of 2020, when he was a free agent before he signed a new deal at Inter. Um, and, yeah, said that if he was to go back to England, that Chelsea would be the only one that he would go to, which eventually did happen. Um, and yeah, uh, 
he mentioned how Inter was the club that sort of saved his career because United obviously wasn't a great period for him as well. Um, so that's why Inter is held so close to his heart, I suppose. Um, but yeah, the Inter board obviously made some shifts with financials. A lot of players left. Yep. Lukaku, Hakimi, the big two. Um, but yeah, I guess those financials did eventually help them. I think Hakimi went for 70, 80 mil. Lukaku, 100 mil. So it's a fair bit. Um, but yeah, it's just not what you wanted to hear. I, don't, I, I didn't want to really hear it either. No, I was very angry when it came out. I'm still quite angry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, from when he came to the club um, at the start of the year for a hundred million uh, record signing for the club, mm. um, and he's going on about how you know he was here before and it, he feels like it's his home, mm. um, and then you know a boyhood club allegedly supporting um, his idol Didier Drogba, mm. um, aiming to be like him, and things didn't go well the first time necessarily. But he was pretty young and inexperienced, and that happens with a lot of the young Chelsea players. Yep. But we did get him back, um, and I think committing a hundred million pounds for him. I'm going to say that I don't think he was actually worth a hundred million pounds at the time from mm. Inter. Um, but I mean, he was one of the best at the time. Yeah, yeah. I still is, but at the time he was in top. He was form. in good form. Yeah, but I mean, and for Belgium as well, unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, he, he's good. And I wasn't necessarily worried about the price or anything, but that's a very big commitment and the club's behind him. But football's a team sport and a lot of the things here seem a bit selfish and strikers tend to be a bit more selfish than other Any players. Other player, yeah. um, but it's not Thomas Tuchel's job, in my opinion, to mould a team around a striker. Especially a striker that you just bought in the summer. And a striker that really only sits in the box and he's a target man. He's a target man. He's a yeah. front man. He he's not as versatile as a lot of modern day strikers. He's quite a traditional number nine. Yeah. Um and in the system we play, or Chelsea play I should say, it, it actually does work to his position, I think. Um and I think a lot of in the previous season with Werner um, up front mm. or Havertz up front um, or um, Giroud, whoever it might have been, that seemed like a pretty obvious void to fill with Lukaku. Mm. It, but I don't know. He's obviously not happy, but I think that's not Tuchel's fault. The system works, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's evident that it's very adaptable and whatever. And I think if... And there's a lot of things um, that have been coming out before this about... Lukaku in training and perhaps he's not as fit as... Um, he's always had issues with that as well. Tuchel's, yeah, Tuchel's wanting him to be or training is hard and mm. I think he needs to. I, I think six goals in 20 matches for world-class striker... For 100 million pounds. For 100 million pounds yeah. is not great. Um, and he's on 325,000 pounds a week, so that's about $1.6 million dollars a uh, million pounds a goal um, mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Uh, and I know he's had a, an injury, but still, it's it's pretty bad. When you look at even Ronaldo's got seven or eight in the Premier League yeah. so far. So, um, and United haven't had as good a season as Chelsea in terms of wins. Um, 
Yeah. And then mm. you're looking at players like Reese James, who's a right back, and he's scored, I think, six Premier League goals so far. Five, four. four. Um, but still. still. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's very devastating, and obviously we'll talk about the match, but uh, he was dropped, um, Yeah, um, which I think is fair, and I think um, Thomas Tuchel has got the credit um, to not be sacked, because in that, like, uh, oh, yeah. people did mention uh, William had a similar situation a few years ago, uh, and Conte kind of lost his job over, I think it was... Um, I can't remember who it was, but there was a few players that seemed to pull their weight. But no, I think it's great. And yeah, it's, it's a shame, but hopefully he can redeem himself. I think he needs to apologise first to the supporters and the club and his yeah. teammates and then try and move on because we won't let him go. Yeah, well, that's another thing is that um, reportedly Chelsea aren't have uh, don't have any interest in selling him, um, which I even, wouldn't have expected. Even if he's on. just sitting there for four years, they won't sell him because... Yeah. So Chelsea is the kind of club like a Manchester City who can hold, who can risk burning a mil, hundred million pounds just to say, look, you know, this is not how you go about things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you think happens from here? Do you reckon he'll find form again, or do you reckon he'll apologise? Because he obviously hasn't at this stage. I, I think he needs to apologise first. Yeah. Uh, and then he needs to go about winning his teammate support. Um, the the gaffers support back and then the fans are ultimately on the pitch and he needs to start scoring goals. He needs to be scoring goals consistently um, and making those runs like we saw in the previous game, which I thought he did, he played a pretty mm. uh, important role in. Um, Was that the Brighton game? Uh, yes. Yeah. No. The Leicester? One of the games in the second. Anyway. Um, anyway. But yeah, but yeah, he, um, need, he needs to start scoring goals really and show him a bit more respect. I think it, it comes down to respect, and yeah, you don't do reckon, say these things. Do you reckon he'll get included in the next um, match? As he obviously said, he was dropped for the Liverpool game. Yeah, um, quite a crucial game as well to drop someone like. Yeah, that. it was. But well, I, I think that's the thing. It makes it's it disciplinary. A, a, yeah, it's a principled stance by um, by Tuchel and the club. In he's saying less, that. he's almost left with nothing to do, Tuchel. Um, to not like if he holds him there with the form he's in as well, I w- it's almost I w- like he could almost get away. With I wouldn't start him, yeah, in the next match. Who does he have next? Oh, well, I would bench uh, him potentially, but I wouldn't start him. Carabao think... Cup game, what do you reckon? I reckon he plays that game, possibly, yeah. But I think first he needs to apologize publicly. Um, yeah, he definitely didn't play out the way. The another thing is he How did took this, this interview even come about, by the way. Yeah, um, so I think it was set up. I believe his manager's uh, Raiola, as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and it was set up with his management. Um, with Sky, it was an external thing. He did not tell the Chelsea media, or the club, about this. It wasn't yeah. approved because most of the time, the the you d- you go through the club and you say I'm going on this show, and they probably would have gone, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and. That's well, they fine. would have had no idea. But it wasn't it was released. Going. It happened three weeks before it was released, mm. which is a bit bizarre. And the timing's also weird leading up to a pretty important game. And I don't know. It's probably, or I wouldn't say strategic, but Sky would have Well, known. what's he, what's he got, like, what does he want? What, like, he won't go back to Inter because we're not going to sell him. He's on a lot of money a week. He's so signed a contract way- worth 60 million pounds. Yeah. I'd uh, say the only way he can leave is if he... 
like actually asked to leave, which I doubt he would do. No, because no one would one pay him as much as he's getting now. Yeah, he's he's price he's his stock would have dropped just because of it anyway. But we wouldn't yeah, we wouldn't accept a transfer fee under probably hundred and twenty. Just just to not let him go. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I don't think it's gonna get to that situation. I think I don't know. A lot of it might have been I, I think some people have been trying to say it was to try and appease the inter fans and trying to explain what was going on and, yeah. and trying to more that well, the, but the I don't... main thing about that as well was he never voiced anything when he left inter so i think it was like he may have felt like he left uh inter fans in the dark about everything but, but at don't... the same time it's come out as pro inter anti chelsea mm. so he may have done it in the wrong way i'd say oh, I, it's definitely done the wrong way and it's, it's definitely still a, a bad thing to do especially why well, yeah as he's at Chelsea hmm. um but I think also the Inter fans now don't like him anyway a lot of them yeah. have turned on him one for leaving but two for for this as well I think it's actually been a lot of negative about that um the thing is if he didn't leave Inter they would have been in the mud financially yeah and but also not also also that um they were never going to win well I don't know how they're going but I don't think I don't know where they are. <laughs> but but the top three or four teams in Italy compared to the top three or four teams in the Premier League, there's a massive yeah, there's a goal difference. in quality and performance. Mm. So, I don't know. If he's if he's thinking it's too hard or, um, you know, he's expecting that Chelsea would win the Premier League just because he's there, yeah. I don't know. Because City are on fire. Liverpool are very good. Um, Inter are top. Yeah. Inter top by four but, but points. The, the league quality difference. I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah. Not if, bad if, our top, if Premier League top four played against Inter top four, Premier League would kill them. Yeah. Um, anyway. We'll see what comes. I think there might be coming something coming on yeah, so I'd Sunday or Monday. This isn't over, time. let's say. Um, yeah, continue. Uh, yeah. Also on the 1st of January, Manchester City defender João Concelo was arrested. No. Assaulted. Assaulted. That <laughs> makes more sense because I did see it. Arrested by, by four people. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. By four people um, taking his jewellery and some other belongings. He had yeah. some scars to prove and it. So, yeah, beat him up quite a bit as well. Yeah. Um, um, and he put a thing on it Instagram. Year, it was New it. Year's Eve there. We would have heard it. Yeah. How dangerous is Manchester? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> if they can do that. Especially for footballers, it's such a high caliber personality like but also i'm not to stereo not to stereotype necessarily but you'd think he probably lives in a pretty big house out of manchester i think it was was in public i thought was he in public yeah i didn't think i i don't think his home was in oh i thought he was it was a home invasion i thought he just got full mugged oh like on the street yeah okay that makes more sense i because he was he was filming a thing inside his house yeah was explaining i think it I don't see anything mentioned that his house is broken into or anything. Oh, okay. Maybe but yeah, oh, that, that does was, seem um, more common, I believe. That was someone else. Yeah. Can't remember who it was. But the four people did get arrested. Oh, good. I think. Um, so, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, but, yeah. He, yeah they probably did he, didn't realise who it was, too. Yeah, just see some blinged out yeah. Portuguese bloke. Oh, they wouldn't have known he was Portuguese. But did he play in that game, in the game against Arsenal? On New Year's Day. Literally, this was the day before the Arsenal game. I don't believe he played. I don't think he would have, no. Did he? 
Yeah, because he would have been all like... Shooken up at yeah, least. Yeah, shaken up. Anyway, go on to that. Anyway, uh, on some more news, on December the 27th, Jorginho broke the record for the most Premier League penalties scored in a year with 10. How many did he, did he miss any? Oh, he missed maybe one or two. Uh, I don't think he did. He might, um, not for Chelsea anyway. Oh, not in the Premier League maybe. Oh, not in the Premier League, no. Yeah. Um, not really surprising. Yeah, Chelsea. Getting all the penalties. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, he's the only one who takes penalties. Um, yeah. But he doesn't generally get the penalties. No. Like, no. They're never really on him. No. Um, they're always on someone else. Um, just because... Very oh, rarely he'd even find himself in the box, I'd say. No, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, he might he might accidentally pass to another player and then they score a goal. Mm. <coughs> accidentally. That has happened. Um, who had the record? I'm actually stumped here. I forgot who had the record previously. I think Ronaldo had maybe had it for maybe. his time at United previously with a nine. I um, thought it'd be higher. Yeah. No, ten, think about it, ten penalties in it. Oh, I guess in a year. It's a fair bit. In the calendar. Yeah. yeah. I don't... Anyway. Uh, anyway, moving on. On December the 31st, Manchester City broke the records for the most English top flight wins in the calendar year, 36. Most English top flight goals in the calendar year, 113. And the most English top flight away wins in a calendar year with 19. Wow. They're just, they're legit um, ahead above everyone. Like, you see teams like Chelsea, Liverpool uh, breaking records. They're breaking the the real records, like the ones that are, they're not going to be easy to break. Again, you'd have to be un- unbelievable to break these ones. The, the funny thing is, I still don't think they're going to win the Champions League. Yeah. And I'd, I'd never... I, I, for I some reason, I can never vision them as a Champions League winning team. They only dominate domestically, a very, mostly. Whereas I can... I, I think... I actually think that... And while I don't think it's actually going to happen, I think Chelsea have one of the best chances to um, retain it since, I don't know... Uh, Madrid, like uh, honestly, is that just, just the way that they are? Hey, is it just a gut feeling or what? Gut feeling. Um, who we've drawn in the next round? Who did? Just the sure. stages. Oh, Lil. Lil. Um, and I don't know. I think Tuchel's style seems to be better in the Champions League than it than it does in the Premier League. But yeah. I don't know. And and I think we are a better team now than we were last season. So, yeah, that's the thing. When yeah. we won it as well, I thought, well, we didn't make any big signings or anything, but I just thought the teams had more time together, surely. Yeah, surely. But you never know. Like it, I think a, yeah. only one team has backed up, gone back-to-back, and Real Madrid did it at this century. Yeah. Real Madrid went back-to-back-to-back. <laughs> so it is difficult no, to do. No English team has ever done no it. No English team's ever done it, yeah. Which would be something. Mm. And like I would take it also. Like, I, I I want the Premier League as a Chelsea fan just because that's the thing that we haven't had the longest. I know it's not been 30 when was, years. When was... Uh, 2016, 17, yeah. Um, so it's not it's not ages, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been Liverpool and Manchester City. Um, but, like, another one, and then that's equal with United. And then they've got nothing to say. United only three. Three. Oh, yeah, yeah. only three. Small club. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and then Arsenal really can't say anything. Do you reckon they make Champions League this year? Arsenal? I reckon they have a 
It's either, but but the thing is, the exciting thing is, it'll either be them or West Ham in my eyes, or Tottenham, or Tottenham. Co- Conte's doing things under. The Conte hasn't lost behind in the, the Premier League with Tottenham no. yet since he joined eight eight oh eight games without a loss. Um, but before we move on, I I want to pose a question. Yes or no. Make it a yes or no. You haven't asked me a yes or no. All right, yes or no. Time. All right, go. Manchester United's manager isn't the problem. It's the team. Um, I'm going to say no, but this is I'm going to actually explain this one. Yeah. I think the how the team was with Oli, it's uh, had like obviously like an effect of how they still play, hmm. um, and. Ragnick's not going to be there next season, so again, well, he will, go, but not in the manager. Yeah, they're not going to go. They're going to have to go through another um, transition period under a new manager. And I think we've seen glimpses of them being better mm. with Ragnick already. Um, so I don't think Ragnick. I, I I think the manager isn't an issue. I I think that the ex manager was the issue. I think he was an issue, but I also think. Locker room culture is probably something that's not talked about enough, and yeah, but that's, it that's seems not, to be very toxic. I feel like that's not flicked like a light switch. I think again, you, you're going to need someone who you know is going to be there, who one is going to be there long term. They know Ragnick's not going to do be that guy. Supposedly he could, but he probably won't be. Um, and I think just Ollie, the way he was so lenient in the dressing room, I think that's just had an effect on. The players he played under, or played under him, so I think it's obviously not going to be flicked like a switch. But when they do get that, hopefully for them, a um, you know a, a good figure at the at the helm, you know they're able to make changes slowly. But I, I don't think it's going to happen overnight or anything. So yeah. Anyway, I'd say the problem was the ex manager. Let's say leave it at that. All right. Uh, now we'll move on to the results. So for the results in the last fortnight, um, we left off with the Carabao Cup quarterfinals, which was in the final week of uh, December. Um, Arsenal defeated Sunderland 5-1. Uh, as you predicted, you said Arsenal either smashed them or Sunderland would win. And I'd say Arsenal convincingly smashed them. Uh, Tottenham beat West Ham 2-1, Chelsea beat Brentford 2-0, and Liverpool beat Leicester 3-3, and then on penalties 5-4, which I turned off when we were 2-0 <laughs> down. I thought, no, game over, which clearly wasn't, uh, so I missed that. Um, and then the draw happened, Arsenal play Liverpool in the first leg at the Emirates on the 7th, I believe, of January, so coming up, um, and, well, that's this Friday. Um, and Tottenham and Chelsea play on the, the day before, and the second leg is next week. So we'll know the finalists by the end of next week. Um, yeah, it's two legs. I don't know if the away goal rule is in it. I know... Did they have it? Did they have away goal? I don't, actually don't know. Um, but I know they've scrapped it in, in UEFA competition. Bit so, uh, the next game, the semi-final is home and away. Finals at Wembley. FA Cup semi-finals are at Wembley. Um, anyway, 
Moving on to the Premier League, we've got three, just about three weeks of Premier League stuff. A lot of postponements in here. Uh, so match week 19, Wolves and Watford postponed. Liverpool Leeds postponed. Southampton beat West Ham 3-2 as they start to climb up uh, from the, the bottom end of the, of the table. Burnley and Everton postponed. Man City beat Leicester 6-3. Yeah. What was it? 4-0 at halftime? 5-0 at halftime, I think it might have been. Yeah. Killed him. Um, Tottenham beat Crystal Palace 3-0. Arsenal smashed Norwich 5-0. I think that was the game where they moved up into the top four as well because West Ham lost. Uh, Chelsea beat Villa 3-1. Brighton beat Brentford 2-0. And Newcastle uh, drew with United 1-1. Um, big results there shaping the table. We'll go through the table New- all at the end. Newcastle should have won that game. Yeah, I, I would agree, actually. Um, if it wasn't for De Gea, they would have. Yeah, De Gea was... I think he got man in the match as well. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Unreal. Ronaldo, how many touches did you reckon he had? I know he didn't make any chances. It was I don't know rare. how many touches he had. It wasn't many, but yeah, no chances. Yeah, zero chances made. Yeah, pretty pretty poor. Yeah. Um, moving on. Match week 20. Arsenal Wolves postponed. West Ham... Uh, defeated Watford 4-1 at Vicarage Road. Palace beat Norwich 3-0. Southampton and Tottenham drew 1-1, which I think was actually a fair result. Leeds and Villa postponed. Leicester beat Liverpool uh, 1-0. Snapped their scoring streak. Mm. I think Liverpool had a 34-game consecutive scoring streak. They didn't even Mm. score in this one. Uh, So Leicester got some revenge from the Carabao Cup. Chelsea and Brighton drew 1-1. City beat Brentford 1-0. Just to, um, just to go back one step, Mo Salah missed a penalty. Yeah. Which first I've time in the ever. Premier League. First time since 2017. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Also, Chelsea and I think Man City haven't had a postponed match yet. Yeah, they're all Either. 21. And that goes with Chelsea especially having quite a few COVID cases in the squad, mm. um, which is surprising, but... I'm not they've, sure what they've asked for a postponement. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know what constitutes. I think it's mainly because the depth of the squads are too good. Well, everyone's got the same amount of registered players. Players, so. I suppose. Yeah. I don't know how it works. Liverpool's had quite a few, but yeah, um, well, we had a lot of. It wasn't just players. Well, we had like four or five cases from the playing squad, mm. so that reduces the squad down to what twenty or nineteen. Mm. Um, and then there was a bunch of background. Klopp wasn't yeah. at the game on the I weekend. I mean, it's getting pretty crazy here in Australia with mm. uh, Omni- Omicron and the, the COVID cases, but in yes. England, it's a whole other shit show. Yeah. Um, and obviously, foreshadowing, Klopp got it. Yeah. And Messi got it. Messi, a lot of, I think it was three other yeah. PSG players that got um, it as well. But I've managers, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're with the players, so they've yeah, no, got but just like, as I don't get it as much, so it's, well, yeah, I suppose. Um, what was I up to? Man City beat Brentford 1-0. Everton, Newcastle was postponed and United beat Burnley 3-1. Now, for Newcastle's sake, what, what's the reckon they don't play that match and they go half points each? No, they. I reckon they could beat Everton. They could. Um, but, like, and they I won't want to lose it because they need the points. Well, half point. They're not going to do half. It would be just a, a draw. Yeah, that's what I mean, half point. Yeah, so... One one, um, not one point five. <laughs> Talking about F one, yeah. wet Belgium. Anyway, um, 
We'll move on. Um, as you can probably tell, we haven't gone that, in depth. That in um, will be something anyway. We'll look, we'll have have to come have up with to. all these postponed matches, yeah. and it will affect. I, I I predict now it will affect the relegation battle for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. I can uh, <laughs> agree with that. Uh, match week twenty one. So this just the weekend gone. Uh, Man City beat Arsenal two one in a game where I thought Arsenal may be able to do a madness and and do something, but they weren't able to. They took the lead at least, um, but that was just about it. Uh, Leicester and Norwich was postponed. Tottenham beat Watford 1-0 at Vicarage Road. West Ham beat Palace 3-2. Brentford beat Villa 2-1, coming from behind. Brighton beat Everton 3-2. There's a lot of goals in in this match week. Uh, Leeds beat Burnley 3-1 in a massive win for them. Uh, Newcastle and Southampton played at a... Well, they didn't play. It was postponed. And Chelsea and Liverpool uh, played out a 2-2 draw. All four goals in the first half. Mm. Now, Prem table. Let's uh, let's see how many teams need to catch up. Liverpool, Arsenal, West Ham all need to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, add Crystal Palace to that list. Um, Norwich, Newcastle, Leeds, Southampton, Villa, Brentford, Brighton all need to play two games to catch up. Um... Well, actually, United and who do United play? Wolves. Burnley need to play four. Add United and Wolves to that list as well because they'll have 19 after thing. Um, Who's on 17? Burnley. Burnley have four games to play. One of those was for the weather because it was too snowy. Yeah. Three of Um, them for COVID. I don't know. You saw at the time someone from the UF, uh, they were playing Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. And the Tottenham fan from the US yeah. went all the way there. And then Harry Kane said, oh, yeah, you can be my guest if you ever come back. Yeah. Uh, that was class, but imagine that. Imagine booking a trip, especially, like, for us. To turf more as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then, yeah, Watford, Everton, Leicester, and Tot- Tottenham. Three games to play. So, I think the top five should be all right. That, that game, they'll end up playing a game midweek. But, yeah, the teams with three or more, so the ones that are currently on 18 and 17. How are they going to do it? Where, I mean, teams like Burnley, uh, Everton, Watford, like those teams, they don't have games midweek ever. They're not in the Cups at the moment. The only thing they're in is the FA Cup. They should be able to fit that in, I think. Yeah, it's just um, going to be it's if, if scheduling nightmare. Teams like United, Tottenham, or Tottenham have three games in hand. They obviously we, had that big COVID outbreak. We could outbreak. see like the last conference league. maybe month of the Premier League be like a game every day or like multiple games. Yeah. Um, which would be absolutely well, great the, to watch. The, the thing that makes the most sense is just to make the season go longer. Longer. But can they do that rather than the World Cup games. coming up? I mean, the World well, oh, yeah, And they need the break. Because the season and is the starting. Friendlies. The season does start early. Yeah. This is the, this is the argument... Always against the stupid, my opinion, the stupid proposal of a World Cup every two years. It's almost everything has to go perfectly. Which in this day and age, this day and age, but like without COVID, it doesn't go regularly. No, I'll I'll always stand against a two-year World Cup. It takes away from the, you know, the, the size of it as well. I think. Um, So yeah, that was all the games this week. Uh, We'll get back to the normality. Going through a couple games each week. Um, obviously, this week we'll, we'll talk about the games we've got coming up this week, but it's all cup. The game. <coughs> um, 
one Premier League game, oh, yeah. Yeah. a lot of FA Cup, and some Carabao Cup first legs. So we'll get straight into that now. This week, um, we got a few fixtures. Uh, one Premier League match that we'll be looking at before the next pod, um, which is Premier League match week 21, uh, the first match of Premier League match week 21, which is Manchester United taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers at Old Trafford. Now, this is going to be a bit of a juicy one, I think, potentially, mm. has no, the potential wolves, to be. Wolves have a tendency not to concede a lot. Mm. Um, I think this could still be postponed as well because Wolves had a couple of postponements, but hopefully not. Um, I'm going to go with 1-0 to Wolves. Yeah, I know. I went 2-1 United, but I feel like it could be, again, that very same result. But, yeah, I don't know why I went 2-1, actually, because... Yeah. Never mind, it's well, just... Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. See. <laughs> um, moving on, we got some Carabao Cup semi-finals first legs coming Sorry. up on Thursday, January the 6th, the first of which is Chelsea taking on Tottenham in a London derby at Stamford Bridge. Um, well, I'm going to tip 1-0 to Tottenham. Good thing we aren't tipping. For these, yeah. but oh yeah, right. Chelsea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna tip Tottenham. But I think yeah. it might be an interesting match. Yeah, I think I'd say the same. But um, I'd say Chelsea. Chelsea's under twenty ones. Yeah, and Lukaku maybe. <laughs> and Lukaku. Um, moving on uh, to Friday, January the seventh, and to a, a clash of sorts, I suppose. And I love, the, I love this fixture. I love it. Like no matter what. Arsenal taking on Liverpool at the Emirates. Uh, I, I don't I'm know. Excited, um, I'm excited for this, actually. Because I know um, Takumi Minamino has a record at the moment for most consecutive goals in the Carabao Cup. Mm. So hopefully... I know he'll start for sure. He'll start. I hope he continues that because that, it's like the only competition he plays. But, yeah. Anyway, hope he... Hope he yeah, I think Liverpool in this one. But yeah. I think it's also going to be very close. I feel like Liverpool may show a weaker side as they always do in the cup. Like, I'm surprised we're still in it. But yeah, I think I, Arsenal probably want the silverware a bit more. And then I'd say there's, out of the four, there's one team that would want it the most. Yeah, And Tottenham. if it's an Arsenal-Tottenham final, I think I'd take that. I think even, no, matter, no matter who plays in the final, I'd say they'd... Both teams would go near on full strength for a trophy. Yeah, for a trophy. It's a trophy. Um, I so mean, I'd say, but it would be kind of harsh, you know, for the players. I think I know, like main players, like say for Liverpool, yeah. if they made the final. I know Minamino will start, Callagher will start, those types of players. But I think like they will put maturity in. Like Van Dijk would obviously play, I think. Mm. But that's if we get there. I'd say if Tottenham win, let's just say they make the final win. Oh my god, they actually have a shout at a trophy. Well, they did last season too. Yeah, but that. Do they build a statue of Conte? <laughs> Just think about it. That would be nuts. They would They would go off their heads if they win the bloody Carabao Cup. Yeah. If they won the Community Shield, I actually kind of want them to win. If Liverpool aren't in it, I want them to win. If Chelsea aren't in it, I'd want them to win. Yeah. Nah. Um, imagine, but just imagine a North London Derby Carabao Cup final. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would. So now we're moving on to the FA Cup third round, or the 
first ground proper, as it's more commonly known. Uh, we're just going to look at the remaining uh, Premier League sides that are in it. Uh, so on Saturday, January the 8th, there are three matches. The first is Swindon Town against Manchester City at the county ground, uh, Swindon's home ground. Um, mm-hmm. You'd have to say that... City will probably go full strength <laughs> Yeah, the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say City, um, hands down. Uh, the next match is Burnley taking on Huddersfield Town at Turf Moor. Once again, I'll probably handle it, hand it to the Premier League side. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know, Burnley have been in great form recently. The, the big fixtures of these are when the Prem teams play each other, obviously, which yeah. will thin out eventually. But yeah, yep, keep going. Um, the next up is Millwall taking on Crystal Palace. Now, this could be an interesting one. A South London derby um, at the Den. Um, a notoriously hostile ground for any away team. Yeah. Uh, the most... No, I wouldn't say Millwall aren't a great, great side, but Palace should win. But they yeah. will be... It will be very, very... Um, the atmosphere will be very tense, let's say. Um, Millwall are known to have the roughest supporters in the English leagues. Um, known... Um, Basically, is the most hated side in football, almost. Um, anyway, moving on, on Sunday, January the 9th, there are six matches. The first is West Brom taking on Brighton at the Hawthorns. Um, look, I'd, I'd say Brighton, you wouldn't put it past them to, to win this one. Yeah, I mean, West Brom are one of the bigger sides. In that aren't in the Premier League that are still in, so I think they could give a fight. But yeah, Brighton have had a good, good season. So yeah, uh, the next one is Newcastle United taking on Cambridge United. Um, Cambridge are in League Two, I two. believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, so they got a bit of work cut out for them, and it is at uh, St James's Park, Sports, Newcastle Sports Direct Stadium. Not anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Newcastle should win that. If Cambridge do, that would probably be the upset of the round. Uh, uh, um, yeah. Moving on to an old Premier League clash between Leicester and Watford at the King Power Stadium. I think Leicester pepper them. They're in fucking unreal form. They are in pretty good form. Yeah, um, yeah I reckon Leicester's got this one sealed. Yep. Um, next is Swansea taking on Southampton. Now, this, I think, might be a bit of a closer yeah. one than people... Southampton also in some good form. You know, that draw with Tottenham as well was one of the big results that we probably wouldn't have expected. Um, but against Swansea, another big championship side. So they might be able to show some fight, I think, in this one. Yeah. Who knows? The next one, I hope, goes to the... the, the now, team. This, this is interesting. Um, I, Hull City are still in the championship, aren't they? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so Hull City taking on Everton and... Honestly, I would not be surprised if Everton lose. <laughs> I, I hope so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, would you still think to tip them? Or? Uh, the smart thing to do would be tip Everton. But I would not put it past Hull. With the, with the, uh, another thing is, a lot of these games could be postponed still. Mm. Which could make a massive shuffle. Um, but they'll obviously the replays are back, aren't they? As well, so I think they'll just play in the replay round. I assume. Mm. Now, 
we move on to a team that um, it's sad to see them up against Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea take on Chesterfield, who are in the National League. Yeah. So I think another lower, quite lower. Um, it would have been good to see Chelsea go to them. Like if the they would. were drawn there, like when um, Tottenham went, where did Tottenham go to? They went to that. It was oh, literally yeah. played it like almost like a training ground. There's like 500 people there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea might use their under 18s or something. <laughs> essentially, um, savage. Because yeah, well, who knows? Yeah, could be the best game of Chesterfield's history, and they defeat Chelsea two 0 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Could happen. That's yeah. the beauty of the FA Cup. Um, yeah, moving right. on to uh, Monday, on Monday, January the 10th, there are six games as well. Yeah. Um, the first of which is Wolves taking on Sheffield United. Now, this might be a little bit close because mm. of Sheffield United's uh, recency, recency, recently being in the top flight. Um, it's taking place at the Molyneux. Um, but as we've been saying previously, the, wool, the Wolves... <laughs> Wolves Other don't wolves. like um, conceding. Yeah. They don't tend to concede. So, I think it will be tough for Sheffield, I think, yeah. to break them at home. I would say Wolves have this one. Uh, moving on to another match of Premier League teams. Uh, West Ham United and Leeds United at the London Stadium. Now, this could be a close one. I don't reckon. You don't think? No. West Ham every day. Uh, Leeds. You remember Leeds. Leeds are dog at the moment. Yeah. Um, moving on to Tottenham taking on Morecambe. Um, now, this is the team I believe you were mentioning before. Did they play Morecambe at Morecambe? No, I think Chelsea did. Um, they are currently in League One. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it will be at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <clears throat> um. Moving on, Liverpool played Shrewsbury Town once again. Again, um, it's almost like almost them. defeating Liverpool. Um, yeah, putting it to a replay. Was that no? That was Carabao Cup, but yeah, still. It was the FA Cup. We played them. They don't in do Carabao replays in the well. Carabao Cup. Um, where? The... Never mind. Because the, uh, it was definitely the FA Cup because they don't do replays in the Carabao Cup, and um, they yeah, went that's to right. it was FA Cup. They went to Anfield. We have played, yeah, we have played them in the Carabao as well very yeah. recently. Um, um, another thing, oh, you keep going, I'll tell after this. I don't, well, I wasn't going to say anything else, but. No, like after the older football. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, moving on, Charlton play Norwich. Now, Come on, Charlton. I think I reckon they could. It. Yeah, I reckon it's, they could. It's at their home uh, ground. Um, yeah, Norwich haven't been in great form. There's actually a few calls uh, to actually bring Billy Gilmore back to Chelsea because yeah. he's been receiving harsh criticism from some of the fans and I think he's been one and of the he's only... Not, he's not featuring as often as no, he probably should be. No, he's definitely a class that Norwich should be taking advantage of, I think. And I think that's the same, it's the same with Brandon Williams, who's mm. on loan from United. They're not happy, so... Um, wouldn't be surprised if they pull yeah. him out of his loan spell... And the last match uh, that we're going to mention is Nottingham Forest, a historic, great historic club with two Champions League trophies up against a, Chelsea. a historic club with no Champions League <laughs> trophies uh, in Arsenal. Um, 
at Nottingham Forest ground. Um, I'd love to see them back in the Prem. Yeah, there's a lot of teams you'd want to um, see back. Yeah, that's crazy. They want it back-to-back as well. Yeah. Was, actually, no, no, they're the only English club to win it back-to-back. Was it back-to-back? Yeah. Yeah, that's just actually reminded me. because we. They're <laughs> the only English club to win the Champions League or the European Cup. Winners' Cup. Uh, no, European Cup. Whatever and it was called. Um, yeah, in, s- in the 70s. Um, the with pool. Brian Clough yeah. as manager. Anyway. Um, so, what I was going to mention was the... Yes. Fourth round draw is also after these fixtures on Monday. So United play January 11. They'll know who they go up against if they were to go through. I forgot who they come up against. But, yeah, so come next pod, we'll have the fourth round fixtures uh, ready to go. Yep. Um, yeah. Basically it. Uh, tipping. Time is on 184 and I'm on 134. So I have a bit of catching up to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, now I might just go... clip that and put that at the end of every fixtures. Cause Probably is a good idea. Just that I've got a bit of catching up to do. <laughs> a little, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, now we're going to move on to a few transfer whispers. Yes, only a few, but it's going to heat up as the January transfer window opened on the first. So for transfer whispers, we're just going to keep it simple with the confirmed deals and advanced deals. Uh, Rumours, there's way too many uh, to feature. So. Um, and as January is now upon us, we will uh, obviously have a few more deals coming through. So uh, we'll start with the advanced deal, which at the moment is Kieran Trippier, who may be on his way to Newcastle. It looks like he is uh, very close to join Newcastle. I believe he's out of contract as well, so we a free transfer. They've just got to uh, find a, a, a deal on personal terms. Um, and then he could be on his way to Newcastle, which I think is a good fit for them. So obviously English, he'll come back to England I uh, don't think he's had the best time over in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Newcastle could use someone like him, a mature age player as well. Uh, can't be a bad thing for Newcastle, I'd say. Um, and moving on to the three confirmed deals already so far. Um, on January 1, pretty much as soon as the clock struck uh, the, the new year in Spain, uh, Barcelona mm-hmm. confirmed the deal of Ferran Torres from Man City. 55 million euros plus 10 mil in add-ons, so yeah. 65 uh, all up, a five-year contract through to June 2027, or five-and-a-half-year contract, I believe. And he has a 1 billion uh, euro release clause as well, so don't think uh, he's leaving. <laughs> it's funny they put that in as well. They do it to everyone, I think. Um, imagine the Newcastle Qatari side, L, whatever, comes and goes, yes, we'll pay a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, Newcastle probably could. Um but the interesting thing is they haven't registered. They can't register. Before. Yeah, and that's the same thing with they're also in talks with Alvaro Morata. Mm. Um, they won't be able to register him unless I have some bad memories of him. Yeah, um, unless he leaves or unless someone else leaves. So yeah, they're obviously um, going to have a shuffle, I believe, if they want their sixty-five million dollar player to play. And we, I think we're speaking earlier um, by Barcelona's efforts um, to raise some capital in selling a lot of messy products yep. in terms of. Worn match worn shirts and signed shirts and things like that, um, and it seems to be going all right. They, they're charging quite a bit for them, but um, maybe that might be their way out of the financial hole. Who knows? But I think it's a good signing for them. Yes. Um, another one is a loan deal uh, of Axel Axel Twanzebe, uh, United player, on his way to Napoli for the end of the season. Five hundred k loan fee. United wanted a mil. Uh, obviously didn't get that, uh, but yeah, Napoli have him till the end of the season. Um, just a, a little stock standard mm. loan. And, and the I, final... 
Sorry, I was just going to say, I think we can see, we will see um, moves made on uh, Martial. That is right. He has expressed his desire to leave. Um, so, yeah, I guess it, they, they, I think the thing that they said was they're waiting for the right calibre club for him mm. uh, rather than just have any club. Um, so I guess they're doing the right thing by him as he did the right thing by them, expressing his yep. desire to leave. Didn't go about the wrong way. Uh, the final deal is Jonathan Acone, or Acone, uh, I think it's Acone, from uh, Fiorentina. Oh, no, sorry, I have this the wrong way. From Lille uh, to Fiorentina. Uh, 14 million euro fee plus 1 million pounds, 15 all up. Uh, also added a 15% future sale, mm. um, which is a quite a big percentage. <laughs> you don't really they see. They obviously see a bit of potential in his uh, future sales. Yeah, so... Um, I guess if he does shoot up, say, if he goes and sells for 60 mil, uh, they get roughly some of that back. Um, but yeah, he is a, he is one for the future as well. Um, other things to mention, Erling Haaland's agent said he's not leaving Dortmund this summer. Uh, same with Mbappe. Um, so that'll all happen in six months time. Um, they're the ones we'll be looking out for, I guess, when June rolls around or beforehand when uh, things start to heat up there. But that's basically it for Transfer Whispers this week um, and the pod all up. So, yeah, we'll uh, see you all, or you'll hear from us uh, in a week's time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 91st Minute. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 91 underscore pod. You can follow myself on Twitter at RP underscore shop. And you can follow Tom on Twitter at Thomas Hayes underscore. Our references and contacts are in the description of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Ciao. See ya. See ya.